Ah, yes, it is Christmas time, and it's time for Christmas plays. Christmas plays can be pretty unpredictable. We know there's going to be a manger, there's going to be a cranky innkeeper. But playwrights have written some pretty creative Christmas plays. Now, Easter plays, those are a little more standard. They seem to start around Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and they end with the women and the disciples all wide-eyed and open-mouthed at the empty tomb. And I've been in several Easter plays, and most of the time I'm a disciple. Thankfully not Judas. It does not end well for him. And most of the Easter plays I've been in, they're a beautiful blend of Jesus' miracles and parables, what he did, what he said. And throughout the play, the audience and the actors, we all ride this wave of Jesus beloved, Jesus hated. Jesus beloved, Jesus hated. Jesus beloved, Jesus hated. My favorite part of every Easter drama as an actor was the triumphal entry. In the triumphal entry, Jesus was right where he belonged. He was riding into Jerusalem in a one-float parade on a red carpet of coats and palm branches. Everyone's shouting Hosanna. Everybody's waving palm leaves. They're clapping. They're crying for joy. They're excited. He's excited. Jesus is a celebrity. It's popular to be a disciple. Everybody loves Jesus. This would be a great chance for Jesus to plant his megachurch. The disciples could even brew Jesus' own coffee in the foyer. Bethlehem brew has a holiday feel to it. Everything feels great. But that week, once again, we ride the way from Jesus beloved to Jesus hated all within a handful of days. As that week waned, Jesus broke the sad news that that meal he was eating with his disciples would be his last. As he led his followers out the door after a light dinner, He had that look in his eye. He had set his face like a flint toward Jerusalem. And here he was. Here they were, in Jerusalem. He knew, they knew, this was it. A good day to you, Simplify listeners. I hope you're having a great Christmas season. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to A Miracle in the Garden on Simplify. When he left the room, Jesus made his way to a garden where he used to pray, and he prayed. He prayed so hard, his sweat, like great drops of blood, soaked the ground. This wasn't just prayer for somebody to be healed or delivered. He was praying because he was about to carry all the sins and sorrows and griefs and sicknesses of all time from all over the world on his shoulders. As he prayed, he heard footsteps and voices. One minute he was nearly alone. The next minute people were everywhere. The dark sky was ablaze with torches, swords, and spears everywhere. The guards approached Jesus, one hand on the handle of their sword, but Jesus didn't put up a fight, and he didn't run. That's strange. We thought this Jesus was a revolutionary. That's what we were told. Why didn't he fight? Why didn't his followers fight? Soon a familiar face came to the forefront. One of Jesus' own hand-picked followers for the last three years. Judas stepped right up to Jesus and kissed him. And when he did, the guards surrounded Jesus as if besieging a city. You could see anger in Judas's eyes, but why? Then you could see shock in Judas's eyes as Jesus called his betrayer his friend. And that shock turned to shame as the full weight of what Judas had just done fell squarely on his shoulders. The next few minutes were chaos. Swords, spears, shouts, torches, guards, men running, men yelling. 
As they crowded closer to Jesus, Peter, another one of Jesus' followers, reached for his sword. If he was going down, he was going down fighting. He swung at whatever, whomever he could, and with one swing of his sword, Peter chopped off Malchus's right ear. Malchus fell to the ground, writhing in pain, screaming. Malchus wasn't just a minimum-wage temple guard. He was the servant to the high priest. The same high priest who said better that one man die than the entire nation be destroyed. The same high priest who bargained with Judas to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. That high priest, Malchus, was his servant. Malchus served the man who hated Jesus the most. And while Malchus held the side of his head as blood soaked his hand, Jesus looked at Malchus with mercy. In the middle of a high-profile arrest that would forever change the history of humanity, Jesus took time and touched the servant of the high priest and healed his ear. Jesus reached into dirt, picked up Malchus's severed ear, dusted it off, and reattached it to the side of his head. One minute Malchus's right ear was missing, the next minute it was healed, and he was whole. Now, all four of the gospel writers follow the mob as they yank Jesus by the arms and lead him to Pilate to stand trial for crimes. They know they trumped up based on witnesses they know are lying. But I want to pause the playback in the garden, and I want to zoom in on Malchus. These last few months, he's heard nothing but hatred and resentment coming from the high priest's office. It seemed like every conversation condemned that Nazarene. He must be stopped. He must be silenced. He must be killed. He's a blasphemer. He's a heretic. He's a puppet for the devil. And Malchus believed it. When Malchus marched to the garden late that night, early that morning, he marched there hating Jesus. Everything he heard of Jesus made him hate him even more. Malchus was doing God a favor by putting a stop to this man, many called Messiah. But Malchus never expected to see Jesus work a miracle, especially for the likes of him. I want to see Malchus's face. Kneel with me for a moment in the dirt and look into Malchus's eyes. I want to know, what are you thinking, Malchus? Are you thinking... Is this really the man you guys say is destroying our nation? He just healed me, and he knows I hate him. This was no ordinary miracle, if there is such a thing as an ordinary miracle. This was a miracle of marvelous mercy. Jesus showed mercy on a man who showed no mercy on him. I don't know what you've heard about Jesus, Maybe you heard Jesus is hateful and vengeful. Or maybe you heard he wants to dangle you over hell just to watch you squirm and hear you scream. Or maybe you've heard he's like a dad you know you will never be able to please. I don't know what you've heard about Jesus. I don't know what you've heard about Jesus' followers. I doubt Malchus gave Peter and the other disciples a five-star review on Yelp after Peter chopped off his ear. Yep, would definitely visit their church again. Maybe you've been hurt by Jesus' followers. Maybe a Christian took a swing at you and hurt you and wounded you, and you don't trust Christians, and you also don't trust their Christ. I invite you to walk with me into a dark garden late one night, early one morning, and get a glimpse of the face of a man who hated Jesus with a passion, only to kneel there and wonder as Jesus healed him 
just because Jesus loved him. I wish I knew what happened to Malchus, but we don't. Maybe he marched with the rest of the guard as they marched Jesus into court and put on the mockery of a trial. Or maybe he stayed in the garden for a few moments after the mob had marched away, and he wondered, why would a man show so much mercy when I didn't deserve any of it? The real question is not really what Malchus did with the grace God gave him, but what will you do with the grace God is offering you? You know you don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. So any good gift God ever gives is simply because he's gracious. Even if somebody hurt you, even if somebody who was following Jesus hurt you, take it from me, take it from Malchus. Jesus wants to, and Jesus will heal you. I'd like us to pray right now. Perhaps you are hurting because somebody said or did something to you or did not do or did not say something to you that you wish they had. And especially if they were a Jesus follower, a Christian, and they've hurt you and wounded you, and now you wonder, can you trust Christians? Can you trust Christ? Malchus would tell you, I would tell you, you can trust Jesus. So let's call on him and ask him for healing. Lord Jesus, I love you. I'm amazed when I look at this miracle. I'm amazed at the person you would work it for. I'm amazed that you would heal a man who hated you so much. I'm amazed, Jesus, you would do so much for somebody who deserves so little. God, I pray for those listening. Please minister to them. I know you are merciful. I know you're gracious. I pray you'd work a wonderful miracle in our lives, God, especially for those who are hurt, those who are wounded. I pray you would heal them, minister to them, bless them, I pray, in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you for what you're going to do. I pray your will be done and your kingdom come in the lives of those you are ministering to, those who have been hurt and walked away. God, reach out to them, heal them, and bring them back to you, I pray. I love you, I praise you, and I thank you for working such a powerful, wonderful miracle for Malchus. Do that for us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much, Simplify listeners. I pray this has been a blessing and a help to you. Be sure to subscribe and share. That way you can share this good news with others, and God can bring healing to their lives as well. You can also share using an app called Picked Cherries, where you can share just an excerpt. Maybe there are a few seconds in this episode that really minister to you, and you want to share that with others. You can do that. You can trim that and then share that. That way somebody, if they don't they don't know what this is about. They can hear just a snippet and they can be able to make that decision if they want to listen to the full episode or not. Check that out at Picked Cherries. It's a great app. Helps you to share this episode and others with others. It's a great time for gifts and I've got a couple of ideas. I've got a couple of books I've written. Would love for you to check out. One's called Simplify. That's the devotional that launched this devotional podcast. The other is called 10 Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments, and they're available at PentecostalPublishing.com. And if you use promo code SIMPLIFY at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. So use promo code SIMPLIFY, 10% off your entire order. Head on over to PentecostalPublishing.com. You can also pick up those books at Amazon for Kindle, or if you're here in our Knox County, Mount Vernon, Ohio area, you can stop by our charming bookstore, Paragraphs, at the corner of South Main in East Ohio, 
You can pick up signed copies of Simplify and 10 Words. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called A Miracle in a Manger. And spoiler alert, hint, hint, it is all about Christmas. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with our Jesus as we walk through Simplify.